In the year 1790, founding father James Madison said, quote, It is no doubt very desirable that we should hold out as many inducements as possible for the worthy part of mankind to come and settle among us, and throw their fortunes into a common lot with ours. But why is this desirable? Not merely to swell the catalog of people, no sir. It is to increase the wealth and strength of the community and those who acquire the rights of citizenship without adding to the strength or wealth of the community are not the people we are in one of. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me. This is the second episode of The Deep Dive with Victor Nieves. I'm very glad to have you. First, let me report a little bit of good news before we dive into the topic of immigration. I want to say thank you to all of my supporters on Locals who make this possible I'm so grateful for you guys, and I'm grateful for you picking a fantastic, fantastic subject for this week's podcast, that is immigration, if you haven't picked up on it already. I let the local supporters, I encourage, and and I'm glad to have the local supporters pick what topic we discuss. So if you would like to have influence or a little bit of sway on what topic we're going to discuss for the next week's podcast... Well, you got to go over to Locals, hit the support button. It's only $3 a month. I think it's well worth it. You get early access to the podcasts and et cetera. So I encourage you to go do that. Now, in other news, episode one of this podcast, get this, it blows my mind. I don't know how we managed to do this, Um, but episode one has actually crossed into the top 25% of all podcasts, not just podcasts that are political, mind you. All podcasts, like the whole shebang, the big the big whammy, we are in the top 25% of all podcasts. So thank you very much. I appreciate all you greatly. Now let's jump into the meat and taters of today. So this is possibly going to be one of my more controversial takes. So I encourage you to finish the entire episode before you label me some kind of a name or before you shoot the proverbial messenger on this one. But the topic of immigration has an X factor. There, there is an X factor, and I won't leave you hanging for too long. We'll, we'll jump right into it. But there's an X factor that is being grossly overlooked by conservatives in our pursuit of what I would refer to as a contrarian position to the left. We all know that illegal immigration is bad. We also know that the vast majority of liberals in Congress right now encourage, whether through their legislation, their speech, or their inaction, they encourage mass immigration, often through illegal channels. It seems that they're very welcoming to droves of what, get this, what they call undocumented immigrants, right? The reality is these people are known as illegal aliens. That's what we should call them. Just a real quick um, tangent here, just a real quick rabbit hole, rabbit trail, I should say. When you deal with the left, never deal on their terms, never use the words that they want you to use, like they want you to say undocumented immigrant, call them illegal aliens. It's it's much better than slipping down their little trap that they have set to make it sound more palatable, to call them, oh, undocumented immigrants. No, they're not. They're freaking illegal aliens. They broke into our country. (laughs) We don't, they, they, their existence here is acknowledgement of them committing a crime against our country. So anyway, before I, I run amok with that with that rabbit trail for too long, I just did want to acknowledge that I'm going to do my best throughout this podcast to call illegal aliens illegal aliens. 
if for no other reason than to differentiate between legal immigrants and illegals. I'm going to call them illegal aliens. So anyway, sorry, before I, before I get too off the tracks here, the left, the modern left, certainly has the position of, at the very least, really lax immigration laws. I think we can all agree on that. The Democrats in Congress, the radical left, they are the party of letting anyone and everyone in. That's the, scene, that's the way it seems to be. And as a result of that, Republicans, conservatives, whatever you want to call us, we have oftentimes taken what I would refer to as a contrarian position. Right, this It's almost like a knee-jerk response where the left says X, so we say Y. Whatever they believe, we believe the opposite. You can see this trend um, when it comes to issues like policing. The left says defund the police. The right immediately says back the blue. Now, I'm not saying that that's wrong. It's just an example of a contrarian position, right? Something happens. The left says or does something that is outlandishly stupid. And the right responds very quickly with the position that is frankly just the opposite, right? Whatever the polar opposite of that is. Well, whenever it comes to the topic of abortion, the left in their pursuit of letting anyone in has caused a knee-jerk reaction by the right to say, no, 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 no. We, we are not for illegal immigration, but we're all for legal immigration. So today's discussion is actually going to be including whether or not legal immigration is good. You notice I brought us in with a quote from James Madison that today will be considered highly controversial and, and you know, probably something that, that some on the left would even consider to be racist, right? He said that we don't want to bring people into this country just for the sake of bringing more people into this country. He said that the reason we would bring people into our country is to increase our wealth our strength, and etc. right? And that people who come to this country and acquire the rights of citizenship without adding to the strength or wealth of our community don't even need to be here. He said, he said, these aren't even the people that we want, right? And the way I would break this down, remember I mentioned earlier, I made reference to an X factor. I made reference to something that's being overlooked in this contrarian opinion. The thing that the right has, is in my observation at least, forgotten about is the key factor of assimilation, right? That's what, that's truly what Madison is talking about here. He's talking about assimilation. The fact that we don't need people coming here just to come here, right? That, that's, that, that's not good. That's not beneficial. We don't need to just bring random people in. We need to bring people in who want to increase the strength of our country and our community, the wealth of our country and our community, people who are going to, to assimilate to our values, values like, Self-reliance, self-governance, rugged independence, you know, these, these traditional Western values need to be upheld. And if people are coming here, whether legally or illegally, and they have no desire whatsoever to assimilate, to adhere to those values, then Madison wouldn't want them here, and I don't particularly want them here either. There's something unique and special about American culture. And, and it's not something that is nailed down to a specific race. This isn't anything that has anything to do with someone's color or their, their location or their area of origin. It has everything to do with why they're coming here and what they do once they are here. We want people that are going to fight for the community, that, that view America as a good thing, right? If somebody doesn't like our country, I really don't want them coming here, right? You know what I'm saying? And 
There's a lot of fantastic, fantastic quotes that come from a variety of, of different founding fathers. We read one at the very beginning of this that comes from James Madison. I got another one here from Alexander Hamilton. He wrote this in 1802, quote, the safety of a republic depends essentially on the energy of a common national sentiment, on a uniformity of principles and habits, on the exemption of citizens from foreign bias and prejudice, and on that love of country which will almost invariably be found to be closely connected with birth, education, and family. What Hamilton's writing about here in 1802 is essentially what we would call culture today, right? This idea of a common national sentiment, uniformity of principles and habits, etc. These kind of values matter a lot. And, and I, I worry, I really do, and I hope I'm wrong on this one, but I worry that a lot of conservatives have kind of thrown that out. They, they've thrown out this requirement that we only let in good people because, in my opinion, they're afraid of being called a racist. So in opposing open border strategies and opposing open border policy, we've reverted to this contrarian opinion of just saying, no, 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 no. Anyone can come here. Anyone in their grandma can come here. I don't care if they help our country. I don't care if they benefit our country. I don't care if they love our country, much less hate it. They can come here as long as they do so legally. <laughs> That's not what the founding fathers actually wanted. Another quote says to admit foreigners indiscriminately to the rights of citizens the moment that they put foot in our country would be nothing less than to admit the Grecian horse into the citadel of our liberty and our sovereignty. He's making a parallel here between the Trojan horse, right? This old story of the Greeks, the Spartans, showing up to the city gates of Troy, the impregnable city gates of Troy, and offering them a gift so they claim. And in reality, they're actually coming in to kill everyone. Now, I don't think that uh, Hamilton was actually saying that the foreigners are going to come in here with the intent to kill us all in our sleep like the Greeks did to the Trojans. But nonetheless, he's drawing a powerful parallel here saying that we, couldn't, we, we shouldn't just indiscriminately give out the rights of citizenship, right? There's something special about being a citizen. My mind, as a, as a bit of a history nerd, goes back to, to Rome. If a Roman citizen told someone that they were from Rome, right? They were a Roman. That carried some real weight, especially if, if you were in a foreign land. If you said, hang on, you're talking to a Roman right now. That had some authority. That had some, some punch behind it. There should be something with a little, mm, a little gumption behind being an American. Our liberty, our sovereignty, what is special about us. We're a city on the hill, and we have every right within our sovereignty to say that you don't get to come here. If you don't have our country's interest at heart, you don't get to come here if you want to destroy our nation and rebuild it in a, in a different image. Even if you're trying to come here through the legal pathways, even if you're trying to come here, you know, without breaking in the back door, you still have to be coming here for the right reasons, right? There, we are the, we are the land of milk and honey. It would be ignorant to assume that there aren't individuals who may wish to come here with a little bit of uh, ulterior motives. Folks who might come here and think, hmm, they've got a pretty nice uh, welfare system in the United States. They, did you hear they're giving out cell phones? Did you hear they're giving out this? They're giving out that, right? We could attract people here, even if they came, for, came through the legal pathways that aren't good additions to our country. We should be looking for the, for the best 
and the brightest from all across the world, but we shouldn't just be letting random people in. We have a culture to protect. And if people aren't going to assimilate, to join into that culture, then we don't need to bring them in. Let me give you a little example from history. The island of Hawaii has changed tremendously over the years. Once upon a time, the the island of Hawaii, it had its own unique culture. It had its own unique language. It had its own dancing and, and all of these different things that made Hawaii, Hawaii. Well, Hawaii being a fantastic and awesome place and the Hawaiians having an incredible culture and, and, a, and a unique, to use modern lingo, vibe, right? <laughs> to have a unique vibe in Hawaii, it attracted a lot of people. So, folks immigrated to Hawaii. They did so legally, right? They came to Hawaii legally, but rightfully so, the Hawaiian people, they actually developed quite the, um, quite, quite the reputation for not really liking off-islanders, for not really liking people who came to Hawaii that weren't, you know, like born on the island. And, you know, some people view that as a, as a bad thing. Like, how dare those native Hawaiians not want foreign people to come and mess up their culture or change their island? But in my opinion, the Hawaiians had every sovereign right. I mean, granted, eventually they were a state, so it's not completely analogous. But, but a country and a people and a culture, they have the sovereign right to protect themselves from foreign influence. And now, over the years, if you follow Hawaii from years and years, hundreds of years ago, right, you follow the culture of Hawaii— Modern-day Hawaii is not even close. It's irrecognizable compared to the old Hawaii, right? Compared to what Hawaii used to look like, it, it's nothing like that anymore. Their, their uniform culture and their principles and their values, they don't even exist. I mean, you might find a few stragglers, but if we're being honest, they're, they're a minority on their own island. We don't, in my opinion, we should not allow that to happen to the United States. We are a sovereign country. We have our own unique culture. We have these certain aspects like self-governance and yada, yada, yada that make America great. They make America that city on a hill. And the reason that people from all across the world are attracted to the United States like a moth to a flame is because of how exceptional America is, because of how fantastic our culture is. But just like Hawaii of many years ago, if we, the United States, allow people to come into our country in such numbers that we become and our culture becomes the minority in our own land, the United States will be unrecognizable. That unique, that unique shared bond, that unique shared value system that has made America so fantastic, that has thus far preserved or, or has has managed to to survive, I guess I should say, since our nation's founding, that unique existence and culture. If we allow that to be destroyed by by just being diluted away and, and withering away into nothingness, then everything that made our country special will die off. We will be in a hundred years, like Hawaii is today. And that's not to say that I think we should just shut off all immigration, although we do have that right. Listen, let me be very clear. We are a sovereign nation. We get to decide if we let other people in. I'm not saying we just close the whole shebang, but it, it wouldn't be the first time. There have actually been, in the history of our country, there have been four times now, if you include President Ronald Reagan, that, for example, our southern border was completely shut off, like 100% shut off. Richard Nixon did it. 
Ronald Reagan did it. Shoot, even Lyndon B. Johnson did it, right? And then finally, most recently, Donald Trump did it. We have the authority to shut our borders down if we want to. And we have no moral obligation. We have no duty. We have no responsibility. None of that crap. We don't owe anyone anything. We don't have to let people in. And I know to some of the bleeding heart folks out there, that may sound like it's cruel or it's heartless or something to say that no one has a right to come here. You don't, you don't have a right to come to the United States. If you want to come here for the right reasons, I, I wish you the best of luck. Some of my very close friends, I have very close friends within the conservative movement that are immigrants. We all do. We all know someone who came here and they maybe have experienced what it was like on the other side, right? What it was like on the other side of the fence. Maybe they grew up with totalitarianism. Maybe they heard the stories of their mother or their, their grandmother who told them all about the evils of communism, right? Those are the people we want. We, we, we want to bring those people in and we reserve the right as a sovereign nation to be picky. We, we get to say, okay, you all come on in. And it's, it's, it is a little bit unfortunate, I suppose, to make our immigration system difficult for some people, but it has to be done. Otherwise, we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot. We're going to shoot ourselves in the foot as a country, much like, you know, Hamilton said. He said that admitting foreigners indiscriminately without vetting them, right? If we just let anyone and everyone and their grandma and their dog and all of their friends, if we just let anyone and everyone into our country and grant them the right of citizenship, that would be like the Trojans letting in the Greek horse. We do not need to let anyone and everyone into our country. And unfortunately, in modern politics, it's it, this used to be, by the way, relatively bipartisan. Like I said, even LBJ shut down the border. This has been a relatively bipartisan idea until recently. Now the left, they've reframed the debate, they've reframed the conversation, and they've made it out to be anyone who doesn't think that we should have open doors is now some kind of a racist or a bigot or some sort of a phobe and, and this, that, and the other thing. But listen, that's just not the case. You lock the doors on your house and you only let certain people in. You, you don't need to let every homeless guy off the street into your home with your wife and your kids who are sleeping there. Right, you, you wouldn't let random people into your home. Now, you may let certain specific people into your home. If it's a friend, a trusted, a trusted friend or, or you know, maybe extended family or something like that, someone who you think may benefit your home, someone who you think may add to the value of your home, that you know, a guest, right? a, a cherished guest or, or someone, maybe you adopt a kid. Right? Maybe that's the most analogous comparison I could make. Maybe you, you see a child that you adopt into your family. That's a whole nother story than just opening all the doors and windows to your home and putting a big, a big sign out in the front yard that says, hey, come on in. We got a full fridge. Right? Hey, come on in. We've got all of these beds. We've got all this stuff. Because make no mistake, if you were to just open up your house, if you were to take all the locks off, open all your windows, leave the doors open and all that stuff, You'd come home from work and your wife and kids would be missing and your food and all of that stuff would be gone, right? There's a reason you lock your doors. There's a reason we as a country maintain that same right. You can't just let anyone and everyone in. And for the love of all things holy, a wall is not racist. Every human society since the dawn of time has used walls and they've used them rather successfully, 
Walls work really well. Just like the walls of your home, a wall around our country would be tremendous common sense. And just like the walls of your home, you put a door in it. And just like the door in your home, you get to pick and choose who comes into your home. And it's not that you're a bad person. It's none of that kind of stuff. I mean, sometimes people will try to paint this picture and call you selfish if you say the things that I'm saying. But no one in their right mind gets on a plane, finds their seat, sits down, and then listens to the instruction of the stewardess while she says, hey, by the way, in the event of an emergency or in the event that something is going terribly wrong, there will be an oxygen mask. It's going to come down from the ceiling. Put yours on first. Worry about yourself before you worry about other people. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we need to worry about our country right now. We need to worry about our country because this this nation has... We, we got to make sure our house is in order. And, and our, our metaphorical house has got some serious foundation damage right now. And the last thing that you want to do when you're in a house with foundation damage is invite a bunch more people in. You got to make sure that that house is in good order. Now, you may let in the repair guy. You may let in the concrete guy who's going to come fix up your foundation, but you don't throw a raver, right? You don't throw a rager, I guess that's what they call it, a rage. You don't throw a big party. Moral of the story. You don't just let anyone and everyone in, right? And that doesn't make you selfish, and it doesn't make you a bad person. So hopefully nobody, like, burns me at the stake for this take. I just think that it's important that conservatives understand that assimilation is key. People who are coming here for the right reasons is key. Not just letting anyone in who wants to come through the legal means, because eventually we will Hawaii ourselves. Don't make the United States the next Hawaii. Don't do that, right? I, I'm certain that the people of Hawaii, I'm sure that there were individuals who were screaming at the rooftops for years and years and years saying, yo, hold on. We are diluting our own culture. Everything special about Hawaii is slowly being eroded because we're bringing in people who have no, no goal, no intentions of assimilation. Right, that's key. So this podcast, it's not the full 30 minutes. We're going to end at like 22 and some change. We're gonna, I'm going to cut you short just a little bit. It might not be the full 30 minutes that we'll normally do. I assure you the future podcasts, the vast majority of them will be, you know, about that full 30 minutes. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this one as well. Hopefully it reminds you that uh, immigration can be a great thing. We, we can have people coming to our country that tremendously benefit our country. We, we can do that and, and we should do that. But we should also we should also keep the door closed for a lot of the time. And, and we only open that door to people who are worthy of coming into our home, to, to people who will in some way, way, shape, or form help us. We don't just open the door to any random stranger that comes off the street because they might want to rob us and kill our wife and kids. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, thank you once again, everyone. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for, uh, for making episode one such a smashing success. My hope is that ex episode two will even come close to the success of episode one. You know, there may be a little bit of the grand opening effect, like when a restaurant first opens, everybody tries it out and then they, you know, it slows back down. But hopefully we will continue to do well. I'm going to continue to produce these. I hope you all continue to enjoy them. Be sure that you, I've been told that you can like follow this podcast. So if you're on Spotify, you can actually click to be reminded every time a new episode comes out. So be sure to do that. Be sure to follow me on all my socials, catch the radio station, 
or the radio show or whatever every day. Um, be sure to do all that kind of stuff. And if you'd like to have a say over what next week's episode will do, seriously, I hope that you consider supporting me on my Locals page. That is, uh, that's what's making the world go round for me right now. And as time goes on, we're going to continue to improve the quality of these podcasts, the production value and all that kind of stuff. And that rests truthfully firmly on the shoulders of my supporters over there on my Locals page. But folks, until next time, thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to share this with a friend. If you'll do anything for me, leave it a five-star review and share it for a friend. I would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, keep me in your prayers. Keep your nation in your prayers. God bless.